Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 200. We're going to be talking about Passover for the next several weeks. And I pray that every day you can listen and be blessed, that all of us can learn together the truths about the Passover. And so if you have a Bible, then I want you to read with me chapter 12 of the book of Exodus. We're going to read down through the opening verses, and it will be the launching pad for this series on the Passover. I think you will be blessed. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover." For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now, verse 14 of chapter 12 is a very important verse, and here's what it says. So this day, this Passover day, that is, shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. Now, that is God's instructions to the people of Israel on the time and on the date that he said, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to rescue you. I'm going to save you. I'm going to do it with a strong and mighty arm. And I am going to give you a series of things to do. And I want you to do them every year as a memorial 
because I want you to teach this to your children. That's what a memorial is. It's something that is remembered over and over and over again by every generation. It is to be remembered and memorialized upon the same day of the year in the same way every year. And so the children of Israel were commanded to keep Passover. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to share with you how the Jews did that. You see, everything that God told the Jewish people to do and told the entire nation to do, he did not always give them how to do it. As a matter of fact, he rarely did. He told them what to do, but not how to do it. And that was for a purpose. When God said, I want you to make this a memorial, something you remember every year, something that you do every year, he did not tell them how to do it. You see, ever since Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments, and one of those commandments was, you shall keep the Sabbath day and keep it holy, every generation has to decide how to keep it holy. The Bible says you shall do no work on that day. And every generation has had to mark down and decide what is work. And so this is why down through the years, there has been generation after generation for the first 1,400 years before Jesus and the last 2,000 years since Jesus. So that is 3,400 years of the world changing as to what is work. Some of the things didn't change for centuries. And then all of a sudden in the last two to 300 years, a lot of things have changed. And so the Jews have continually been deciding what is work because every generation has new challenges to decide that. You may think one thing's work. Someone else may think something else is work. And so someone has to decide that. The priests, the scribes, the wise men down through the ages, the sages have decided that. And they've put that in oral tradition. Then they've had commentary on that oral tradition. So the Mishnah and the Gemara formed the Talmud, and many times this is what Jesus had to confront in his day. But many of the things that Jesus did were the orders of service and the traditions that the fathers had laid out. For instance, Jesus worshiped in the synagogue on Shabbat. Well, there's nothing in the entire Old Testament about the synagogue. That was intertestamental. That was during the 400 silent years that the synagogue really lodged in the heart and in the place of the rituals of the nation of Israel. But yet Jesus kept that tradition, and the Bible says, as was his custom, he worshiped in the synagogue on Shabbat. There's a lot of things that Jesus did that were merely traditions that were handed down through the generations. They were templates, and so it is with Passover. In the coming weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you what Jesus did on that Passover and what he did to get ready for that, what the ritual was that he followed, what was the Haggadah, the Haggadah, the order of service that they followed. We know that because of what Jesus said, because of what the apostles so Paul said, we know what Jesus did the night that he was betrayed, and I'm going to share that with you in the coming days. You see, 
The Bible is a Jewish book. It is written by Jews to Jews, primarily for Jews. And every Bible writer from Moses to John assumed that the people to whom they were writing understood the language, of course, the history and geography, of course. But they also had to understand the language and the cultural context of the day. And so the night that Jesus was betrayed, remember it was a Jewish audience that the writers were writing to. They all knew what Jesus was going through because he was following an order of service that was hundreds of years old. And he was following it just like he did for the first 33 years of his life. And so now on this 33rd year, he is laying down something just as they always have. But when it came to the cup that was after supper, yes, there were several cups, four to be exact, that were celebrated that night. And each one had meaning. And we're going to learn what in detail those meanings were for each cup. But we know that it was after supper that he took the cup. Why? How? Because the Bible says it was after supper that he took the cup. And so we know that was the cup of redemption. That was a prescribed template that Jesus was following. And so we're going to go through that. And all of this is going to culminate with as many as possible gathering in Kingsport, Tennessee on April the 2nd, 2021 at the MetaView Conference Center and Convention Center and Resort. And we are going to celebrate a Passover in the order in which Jesus would have done it. It's going to take about two hours like it would the night that Jesus was betrayed. But you're going to understand the Passover better than ever before. And the reason is we don't know about the Passover in the West, and we as Gentiles, we don't learn about that much to our harm and our hurt. And so I'm going to teach you that ritual that Jesus would have done the night that he was betrayed. But for now, you study this passage and study the passage out of Leviticus, and we're going to study those together and get ourselves ready for the Passover and for what the Passover meant and the glorious day of first fruits that followed that Passover meal that you'll learn about in the coming days as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.